Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 157, my top 10 most anticipated films of 2023. Southeast and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for another film related discussion. And even though I'm two weeks into the new year, but Happy New Year! Hope everyone is having a nice transition into the new year. There have been some celebrity deaths that have sucked, there have been some other deaths that I've become aware of that have also sucked for certain people that I know as well. But Beyond some doom and gloom, it seems to be, you know, just another year. I think there is some good hype on the horizon, especially if you're video game enthusiasts. And, you know, obviously as film fans, we're going to be eating good as long as this stuff actually turns out to be pretty you know, good material. But yeah, um, I was supposed to do my top 10 a little earlier, but I decided to hold off. Plus, I did get a little tired and burnt out on a couple of things that I was still trying to take care of from the end of like last year. So now that I have a little bit more free time, I thought, you know what, let me just quickly get an episode out here to deliver to you my most anticipated film for the year. Now, I do want to put one asterisk on here. Megan was on my list of most anticipated films for this year, but considering how early it was being released in America and that we was only going to get it a week afterwards, I was like, eh, I guess I'll make a minor amendment. For that one and um, I will be seeing that in the next few days hopefully so then I'll be able to contribute to the conversation but with all that out of the way let's start talking about my top 10 and even though these are mostly in order I think you could shuffle a few of these around until you get to like maybe the final three so without further ado let's jump in all right so at number 10 we have true love which is the upcoming sci-fi film from director Gareth Edwards now I'm a big fan of Edwards, despite his films not always resonating with people, I quite like Monsters, I thought it was a nice change of pace in the sci-fi movie world, and it was something a little bit more secluded, and then you had obviously Godzilla from 2014, a film that obviously a lot of kaiju fans weren't as pleased with because there was less giant monster fighting than they would have liked, and obviously with the marketing playing up the appearance of Bryan Cranston, people expected him to be a big part of the film, which he was for the first 10 to 15 minutes and then he got killed off and what you were left with was a bunch of human characters that weren't as compelling and obviously with the monster fights being you know sort of cut away from until like the last 10 or so minutes yeah it wasn't as like you know was it well crafted as some would have liked but i loved the the atmosphere the tension the build-up to the monster fights the film looked fantastic and the film score is great and when the kaiju fights was happening it was great and it still features one of the best like you know was it KOs I've ever seen with the atomic breath down the throat pitch perfect and then obviously Gareth Edwards did Rogue One uh, which to a lot of like modern Star Wars fans is uh, you know one of the upper echelon of uh, the Disney Star Wars properties and obviously Gareth Edwards did a bulk of the shooting but it was Tony Gilroy who had to come in and save that movie so some people have questioned whether 
Edwards had the the talent to pull the film off, but I can still see a lot of his uh, isms when it comes to the way in which the film is shot and the sense of scale. So I still have hope that he can, you know, make some more stuff. We haven't seen Edwards for a while now, but I'm hoping this new upcoming sci-fi film is going to be good. He's teaming up with Greg Frazier again as the uh, cinematographer. So after he's coming off of Dune and the Batman, I'm very curious to see what he's going to do. And with a cast including John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Alison Jenny, and Ken Watanabe, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. So i got fingers crossed for this. Then at number nine, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, or Ant-Man 3. I don't actually know the title of this film. I just know there's Ant-Man and Quantumania in the title. But yeah, man, I am very curious about this. I love the first Ant-Man film. I think it's a surprising, fun gem in the pantheon of Marvel films and I know it's a lot more smaller scale no pun intended but I just like the cast it's humor I like the heist nature of the movie and I thought Ant-Man 2 still had its moments but was definitely a step down from the first film so I'm hoping that this film is going to correct some of the humor elements of the second film and give us something a little bit more serious and obviously, considering the nature of this film, where we're going to go into the quantum realm, learn more about that, see some additional people that are lurking about in there, and in, and have the introduction of Kang and MODOK, is very interesting. Now, Marvel have a bad habit on occasions of when they're making sequels, they're setting up a lot of future material, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I think in Phase 4, with films like Wakanda Forever and Multiverse of Madness, for the most part, they've been good, but you can see that the larger MCU is sort of stifling the uh, creativity and the sort of solo nature of some of their properties. So I'm hoping Ant-Man will be able to ride the line between expanding the MCU, but also making it an Ant-Man-centric movie. I'm just very curious to see what uh, my boy Jonathan Majors is going to do, man. I have been waiting for this guy to take on Kang as like, you know, was it the more comic book incarnation of the characters. I'm very curious to see what, see what he's going to do. So at number eight, we have Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Now, I love Bumblebee. It was one of my favorite films of 2018. I know it wasn't like a conventional Transformers film, especially when compared to like that, those weird films that Michael Bay did. It was more of a coming of age, 80s inspired film with a bit of action and, you know, a solid human cast. But it was one of the films in the Transformers franchise that just didn't make me roll my eyes. I actually have fun with it. And obviously it has the opening 10 minutes, which is basically just a live action version of the G1 Transformers like TV show slash movie material. And that stuff was bloody cool. It reminded me of the uh, Cybertron games that came out in the 360 and PS3, I think towards the late 2000s slash early 2010s. So obviously they've changed the human cars um, we've got a new protagonist and we've got a bunch of new Transformers who can transform into animals essentially. The trailer looked good but it didn't give me that sort of crazy hype vibes I was looking for. The CG looks mostly good but some of it just looks a little blurry and not as uh, impressive. But you know it's trailer stuff and I'm sure they're saving some of the more impressive scenes for the movie. So I'm hopeful that it's going to be good but you know I'm you know, just a little concerned. Next up at number seven, we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Why is this film so low on the list? But honestly, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is one of my favorite film experiences I've had in the last, like, 10 to 20 years. 
It was so fun, so unexpected. I had a feeling it was going to be good, but going to see that film in the cinema, it was absolutely fab. And I was super hyped to watch Guardians 2. And Guardians 2, it has its moments. I think some of the plot elements were pretty good and the character development that was in there was cool. It looked very nice, very colorful. But some of the emotional stuff didn't hit me the same way it hit a lot of other people. And I just consider it a bit of a step down, especially with some of the humor, which I consider to be more of the same from the previous film. But they doubled down on it to the point where certain characters just felt a lot more jokey than they needed to be. But with Guardians 3, they're promising something a little bit more emotional. And with this being the final film in this series, I'm hoping for great things. I haven't actually seen the trailer, but obviously I know that Adam Warlock is in there and Will Poulter is a great actor. So I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with him. But yeah, very curious, very curious. I'm just hoping for a good balance of humor, but the feels. At number six, we have Creed 3. Now, Creed 1 was such an unexpected gem in 2015. I had a feeling it was going to be decent, but I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. After Rocky Balboa, I thought this was done, but this was a great natural continuation of the Rocky series, but also just giving way for uh, Apollo Creed's son to step into the limelight and become something special. And obviously coming from Ryan Coogler, he did a fabulous job with that movie. And the sequel I thought was still pretty good. Obviously not as impactful as the first film, but it had some great stuff. The fights looked good and Michael B. Jordan's always looking fantastic whenever he steps into the ring to do these boxing movies. So I was thinking, okay, this is going to be very interesting to see Michael B. Jordan do his directorial debut. And I wasn't sure how interested I was going to be. But as soon as I saw the trailer and then I was like, oh, it's Jonathan Majors again. He's back and he's looking buff as hell. They're both looking like like little mini tanks. And I'm like, oh, okay, you have my interest again. So Creed 3 comes out in a couple months and I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out. All right, now we're entering the top five, and this is where things start to heat up a bit. At number five, we have John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick is one of my favorite modern franchises that's happening right now. I know a lot of people just don't seem to care about the franchise beyond film number one just because, you know, it was a simple story of revenge. A guy got his dog killed, and then he went on a revenge path, messing up all the people that, like, you know, were involved. And, yeah, it was short and sweet. It works. But for me, I like the expansion of the world that came with John Wick chapter 2 and 3, where we get to see more of this world of assassination, get to go to all these exotic locations and learn more about John, some of the other people that he associates with, and learn how the uh, this world of assassination works, how many people are in this network, and see how places like the uh, Continental worked. And yeah, with this film, it looks like it's just expanding upon the nutcase nature of Chapter 3, where we get to see more crazy locations, more weird fight scenes in random different places. And they're introducing my boy Donnie Yen. If you don't know, Donnie Yen is one of my all-time favorite martial arts stars and just one of my favorite actors in general. He oozes charisma. And these guys look like they're going to be having a lot of fun here. And man, it looks like so much fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, and at number four, we had the Super Mario Brothers film. At first, I was curious, but ultimately not too interested in this film just because it was coming from Illumination where I only like a handful of their work. And even though it looks good, I would have preferred if you had someone like a DreamWorks working on it. 
because I know Disney wouldn't touch it because then they'd literally just probably eat Nintendo into like their, you know, big conglomerate. But after I saw that first trailer, I'm like, my God, this film looks amazing. And every time I see that trailer, especially with that introduction of Bowser's flying like fortress against those, uh, the kingdom of the penguins, it looks so great. The animation is so bouncy and stretchy and the color palette is vivid and wonderful. And just to be able to see this new incarnation of Mario and Luigi with full on voice acting just for everybody involved, it seems great. Everybody seems to be doing a good job. Chris Pratt's voice just seems very unenthused, but when you're comparing it to people like Charlie Day and Jack Black, they seem to be doing pretty well in their roles. Anya Taylor-Joy seems fine as Peach, but yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going on. Oh yeah, Keegan-Michael Key, I love his voice as Toad. He sounds great. I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. I just hope Mario isn't too much of an incompetent dummy when it comes to coming into this world and then having to train to become the more noteworthy jump man that we know from the actual video games but if they play their cards right this could expand the nintendo world in, sp in the world of film essentially with other animated projects in so many different directions but i'm very curious to see how this is going to go i hope they stick the landing all right at number three we have dune part two i love dune from 2021 that was one of my favorite films of the year. It's probably the most alien sci-fi feeling film I've seen for a while. You know, you see a bunch of sci-fi films over the years and, you know, they all have their own different feels and different vibes to it. But for me, Dune was the first film that felt otherworldly where I'm watching it and I'm just like, this doesn't feel like the standard sci-fi stuff that I've seen before. Learning about Arrakis, its people, the uh, way things work in terms of their weird like force field shield things and like their flying vehicles, like the one that looks like a mantis, and the awesome, funky, weird, intense, beautiful sounds of Hans Zimmer's score. I thought the uh, cast were great. And even though obviously not as many of them had enough time to feel like fleshed out characters, I thought they all did good in the roles that they had. And I'm very curious to see how part two is going to expand the world and learn more about like just all the characters involved i am over the moon to see how this film is going to play out okay at number two we have spider-man across the spider-verse part one for a lot of people i know this is their most anticipated film of the year but this one is just shy of the number one spot i really enjoyed into the spider-verse it was such a fun interesting crazy movie and just in terms of all the animation and art direction and colors and just how they were able to incorporate so many different elements into one film during some of these crazy action sequences but also give us a story about miles coming into his own as a spider-man but also having these other spider-man characters come in from different dimensions and then go on this crazy adventure to try and stop kingpin from doing all this crazy stuff it was so fun so good quotable and the performances, like, you know, from everybody involved is really good. I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with this new one. Because I've seen that trailer and, man, it just looks insane with the amount of different Spider-Man characters they have. From PS4 to the amazing Bagman. Obviously, Spider-Man 2099 is going to be a big deal. And I even spotted my boy Spectacular Spider-Man in there. I don't know how many of these characters will actually have voice roles. But I'm just very curious to see how they're going to make this work 
clearly it's going to be a very ambitious project with them probably traveling across the multiverse a lot more and incorporating various different art styles and color schemes so i trust sony animation to pull this off they did a bloody good job in the last one all right and at number one my most anticipated film for 2023 is mission impossible dead reckoning part one you guys don't understand how much i love those mission impossible films yo after ghost protocol the series just went on this crazy upswing that just went straight for the moon and it is continuing to climb and with these crazy videos that tom cruise keeps posting of him on planes and falling out the sky and stuff i'm like my guy is trying to kill himself but i know what he's going to be filming if he survives is going to be hype and that first trailer for dead reckoning still gives me goosebumps every time i see it man it seems like Ethan Hunt and his team are going up against another shadowy organization that's led by some guy that's busting out some pretty cool quotes. But it seems like everybody's in danger. We're going to be going to all sorts of crazy locations. There's going to be crazy action sequences with trains and falling off cliffs and fight scenes. And I'm like, oh, the hype. The hype is real, man. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Just thinking about it giving me all crazy. I've been waiting for this film for two years. When it got delayed from last year, last summer, I was absolutely gutted. But I've patiently waited. I want my film, damn it. And I'm going to watch this in IMAX if I can. The hype will be real. And especially after watching Top Gun last year and seeing Tom Cruise's commitment to that, I have no doubt that him and Christopher McQuarrie are going to deliver something fun and satisfactory. And I hope it has a good, you know, end point. Because obviously with these part one of part two movies, depending on how the first one ends, it might not be that satisfying. But if it ends in a way like, you know, Infinity War, where it has a nice sort of cutoff point, which will leave you salivating for the next one, it'll be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, that was my top 10. Please let me know what you think of my list in the comment section below or hit me up on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic 55 or at FilmFocus55. Check us out on soundcloud itunes spotify and other places where podcasts can be found please give me some of those likes and subscribes and ratings and all that kind of good stuff check out the facebook page i think it's still film focus podcast and uh yeah man just uh let me know what's going on and if you have your top 10 most anticipated films for the year please let me know as well but yeah hopefully i will be back with a new review sooner rather than later but until then this is the hypersonic 55 signing out peace